0: You can see my award-winning climate comedy show spoilers at a festival near you, provided you live near or are going to McHuncliffe or Wells Comedy Festivals. More dates added soon near you, conceivably, who knows what might happen. And if you are at Mac, come and see ComCom Redacted live at 4pm on the Saturday. Go to stuartgoldsmith.com and click the very attractive banner image to find out more. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. This is the Comedian's Comedian Podcast. Here we bloody go. Welcome to the show. I'm Stuart Goldsmith and I released a version of this show to the Facebook group last year uh, so it was a bit more exclusive but now it's for everyone. This is an absolute, I was going to say corker. God, what is this? Smash hits. I don't know what it is. It's bloody excellent. Here, live at the Gilded Balloon, is an extremely refreshed Tony Law.
1: Good to see you all. Good to see
0: you. Thank you very much. Good, well, I'm glad you got the mic just like I like it, nice yep. and low. Yeah, absolutely, by all means. Uh, this was in yeah. uh, part of the pre-show prep that I'm afraid I didn't remember to do. If you uh, feel free to leave it in there, or you can hold it. That's Hello, fine. everyone. Uh,
1: <laughs> it works fine. So, yes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Tony.
1: Comedy, bunch of bollocks, isn't it?
0: Go on, let's follow that. We could talk about literally anything. I want to know. There's loads. Of, I've got loads uh, of pre-prepared uh, questions, but let's start with your show. For anyone here that hasn't seen you. I've heard Uh, you described numerous times as being called surreal. Do you think you're surreal? uh, No,
1: no, no. That's what other people say because they don't know what to call it. It's, it's, uh, my show's about love. Okay. It is. It's about love and, um, beauty and, um, and the enormity of the universe.
0: Okay. And that's it. (laughs)
1: Fuck (laughs) y'all. That's all it's about. It's about love and beauty.
0: Is that how you describe it? Well, happens?
1: it's it's what is going on in my mind when I'm saying it out loud from my face. Okay, uh, but it, it could also be just a bunch of bollocks. Okay, it could be that. It could be that, but I don't think it is. I think it's about beauty and love and marriage and adoration.
0: Okay. And you know? those are you. Those are things that the the show is about. What are the actual objects in the show? Because you talk about all sorts of different subjects and things. Would you say that it isn't about? Well,
1: those the, the, the the literal objects in the show are bits of space.
0: That is, you might. That sounds quite cryptic. We've You'd got actually, planets, you know, there's, uh, there's planets floating around.
1: We've <laughs> got bits of planets, and uh, we've got um, uh, puppets. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. It's adorable, really. It really is. It is adorable. I saw it the other day. Um, Have you ever seen Keith Moon be interviewed before? No, I haven't. Before he died?
0: No, I never saw that. Well, this
1: is how he sounded. Yeah. (laughs) Just before he died. Well, that... Hello, honey. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) You know, fuck you. Thing is, uh, yeah, no, uh, um... You do the comedy,
0: don't you? I do the comedy, yeah. Yeah,
1: and you do the comedy to make some money to make a living. But also, you can also do the comedy and not just make the money. You can also do the comedy for um, to make yourself uh, feel better about terrible life. Okay. Yes. Yeah, um,
0: yeah I'll read that. Okay.
1: And so that's what I try and do is I try and heal myself through doing Bunch of Bollocks. Okay. And I do.
0: Does it? Is it working? Uh,
1: nearly. <laughs> nearly there.
0: Okay. So yeah. let's... Can we talk about the difference between the Tony Laws comedy of, uh, of say, five years ago and yes. what you're doing now? Because it has been quite a profound uh, uh, change in your appearance.
1: No, 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 no. It's been, it's very, uh, it's been a long, slow change. Okay. It's, it's been quite slow, actually. If you go back at like, a, ten years ago, mm-hmm. I was quite different. I had a quiff mm-hmm. and was uh, terribly handsome.
0: You were clean shaven and very clean. Clean shaven,
1: yeah. And incredibly handsome. I was a really good looking man. True. Um, who did stuff that I couldn't commit to uh because it was just too weird. Okay. But I still said it out loud. But it wasn't you know, I just I couldn't uh make it work.
0: What was the what was the origin? Can we just talk about how you started as a stand up? And did you always were you always doing stuff that was really weird? Yes. So, what were your whereabouts, where and when were you? How old were you when you started doing stand up?
1: Well, I, I don't know. My first time I did stand up, I, like, I, was, I, was, I was quite old actually because I was like um, lazy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, started, I started comedy when I was about, I don't know, 28. Okay. Quite old. Yeah. Uh, because I'd never had the courage. Had never you... had the courage. I'm from a farm. Uh, any farmers in? None, no fucking, there's one there. And you the know what it's like, you it. live in a fucking farm and you're all alone on the farm and you, you, and you just think, I hate this. And you want to escape and you think, I know what I'll do, I'll do, uh, I can, I, I'm funny. But you also think to yourself, do you know what, the only people who can do comedy are city folk yeah. with their university degrees and their um, fancy ways. And it turns out that's quite true. Um, it's true, and then you, you know, and then you uh, eventually you get to London. You think, well, I'm five thousand miles away from my farm. I might be able to do it, and then that's when I decided I had the, uh, enough confidence to do it.
0: So, did you actually start in London? You weren't. Performing. Yes, I started in London. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I was funny all
1: the time in Canada.
0: Were you? Were you funny as a kid? Were you? Oh you yeah, a class yeah I was
1: fun? Funny as fuck, mate. <laughs> I seriously was a funny motherfucker. Like, sorry, but I was. Like, all the time, all day long. My mom's from Trinidad and Tobago. How can you not be funny with a mom from Trinidad and Tobago? A white mom from Trinidad. You shit, man, you're funny all day long. Monkey know a tree to climb, boy. Listen, I'm telling you, boy. So, yes, I was funny all the time. But him and me know what it's like to be on a farm. He's stuck out there. And the reason I moved to this country, not Scotland. Sorry, guys! <laughs> but the reason I moved to Britain was because I used to be out here in the field. Uh, I was literally in a field, driving a tractor, listening to The Who, to make my life not be so horrible and awful. And I just used to listen to The Who, and I thought, well, I'm going to Britain, because that's where The Who
0: lives. Okay. Were well, you aware of I, And I came over
1: and they do live here. Not in Scotland, but they live in London. And I'm 43 years later, I, uh, blah, blah, blah. I do know the who.
0: Were you aware? Fuck of- you. <laughs> were you aware of other comedians? You said you thought comedians came from city places. Were yes, you I are thought they farm? were all, when I you the all university. And- but you've got to go to
1: university and then you become a comedian.
0: Okay. That's what I thought. Was that what you thought when you were on your tractor? Yes. Okay. I thought there's no there's not for
1: me, I can't do that. I'm a working class farm shit fuck. I can't do comedy. Of course you can't. You know, you can be funny with your mates, but comedy is done by uh confident, wealthy,
0: middle class people. That's what I thought. Who who were the sort of people that you were identifying as that? What what uh, kind of Steve comics?
1: Martin, which I couldn't have got that more wrong.
0: Because <laughs> he was a
1: very working-class scumbag like me, sure. And um, and I just watched him, and I, I just thought, "My God, you're an absolute lunatic! What are you doing? You cannot pay your bills doing what you're doing." But yet he did, and uh, I thought, "Wonderful."
0: So it was only it was only when you came to London that you you said you were far enough away from home to be able to yeah, what to be able yeah. to risk it.
1: Yes, I had enough. Yes, enough courage. So I far enough away from the farm and my judging dad and judging mum. Were they were they, do do...
0: Judge, were they judgmental? in yes. your, your comedy dreams. Yes, did they just had no idea that it could that it was possible? That exactly. Okay. I
1: I wish I could like pontificate on that and give you some more uh, material, but that's basically it. Do you think that's affected? Well, what you? they say- Yes, <laughs> <laughs> with something else. Yes, yeah. it's all affected me. I mean, Jesus. Um, you know, oh, you you're a pig farmer, so, so you you farm pigs, and if you don't farm pigs, you you go to university, and if you're not smart enough to get into university, you don't go to university. So there's sort of nothing else. Okay. There's no like middle ground. Um, but so there is middle ground. If you follow the Who, <laughs> you end up um in London.
0: So were you scared when you first came to London? Were, were you thinking, was that journey, were you thinking, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to follow my dream? No, no, were no. Were no, you just no, no. thinking, I'm well, going to go
1: away? Yeah, yeah, no. I went away, and I was going to be in a band. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in a band. Thing, thing is, right, I forgot you got to learn an instrument. So I did not learn one. Um, <coughs> so yeah, that was my idea. I was going to be in the Who. I was going to be the new Roger Daltrey, although about five inches taller. Okay. Um, and that didn't happen. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, so, so, how, so how did that? How did that? Well, I, 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 into... I, 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 I muted into a uh, traveller person. Okay. Not a traveller. I mean, although that's fine. <laughs> no, but I. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For the benefit of the uh, am listener, am I right? For the benefit but of the I... listener, at that point, Tony wasn't resting no, no, his No, no, no. So, so I,
1: so I, what I did was, as I, uh, you know, I became, uh, you know, I was always interested in history, mm-hmm. and I just uh, toured around. I got, and I lucked out, absolutely lucked out. Got this job with a, 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 comp- a tour company that took people around European tours, and uh, the only thing was, you needed a university degree to be one of the tour managers. Mm-hmm. And I sort of said, Mine's, because it was the 90s, remember? I said, Yeah, oh, no, no, they'll, they'll send it. <laughs> It'll be there. My degree, of course, there was no degree. But I got the job anyway, and I did it successfully. My The, the best people who loved me on tours, they keep requesting me, or they kept requesting me, was uh, the Koreans. And they just go, We want Tony. I'm sorry about the racist voice. <laughs> Sorry about the racist voice, but they did. They were, we want Tony he our favorite one. <laughs> Sorry, that's exactly what they said. And they did. And they did. And so I would take these Koreans around, and they go, and so there was, what was brilliant about that, it was, there was a translator between me and, the, and them. And so someone would go, so you're driving through Paris, and you pass up just a pointless uh, fountain. And someone you know, fountain and they go, Tony, They the people want to know sorry about the racist voice but this is the only way you can do it what the fountain is called and I go, oh, well that's called uh, Miss Me Fountains it was when the uh, jackal tried to assassinate um, <laughs> Charles de Gaulle Miss Me Fountain and she'd say that to the whole crew okay. and I'm going, fucking winner and what I basically did was go around Europe lying to Koreans. <laughs> and it made me a nice, tidy little living, i got to be honest with you. <laughs> but then you take them, you, you know, the, here's the whole thing with all these tours, the coach tours. Is you, if, you, if you go to the leather place, you got to try and sell the leather. But I was trying, not because I'm like an, uh, an incredibly honest, decent person. It was just that I couldn't buy the bullshit. So, do you know what I mean? You go, to, you go and uh, oh, yeah, the leather is great. Just buy, buy the leather. And then all these other tours would leave, and, they, and the, the tour manager's gone, ching, 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 because mm-hmm. they've sold it about how this is the greatest leather, leather ever. And I just say to them, it's, I don't know, shit. <laughs> it's shit fucking leather. Don't buy it. Um, the only place was when we were in the south of France, though. Uh, the perfume was cheap as shit. And I go, dudes buy some freaking perfume, bro. The stuff is like fucking knock off in it. <laughs> and they somehow understood that and they I would come out of there with like a thousand quid.
0: Okay. Because was the were these tours your first experience of improvising of, per- of effectively performing to an audience? Uh, no. Okay. What what did you do? What was your first performance? Um
1: in high school. Uh, okay. We used to do uh, drama drama class. Okay. And drama was just us a- a- acting like dicks, really. Yeah, I've done those classes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've been a dick?
0: Yeah, I've, I've acted like one. You've lost some weight. You look good. Thanks, man. <laughs> so let's fo- follow this for a minute then. How did you get from the position of being a tour guide to becoming a stand-up comedian?
1: Oh, wow. Well, you missed out about eight years in the middle where I was a drug addict. Okay. Yeah. Oh so, no! <laughs> <Let's>,
0: uh, whoops. <laughs> no, let's. Uh, no, no, no. We no, no. don't need to miss those out. What? Uh, no, no, I no, wasn't.
1: No, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, I just had a, a good time in my twenties. I think many of you people have had a good time in your twenties, haven't you? You. Well, it's a terrible time. You think it's fun, don't you? But it's not. It's boring. You're a boring twat, and I was a boring twat for ten years. Yeah. Now uh, the... and that oh raving and pills and that oh, yeah. lovely. But I sort of just miss my mum. Sure. You actually, you talk about that. You talk Ladies, about that. It is. <laughs> Am I right? Did I open myself up enough?
0: So, you, uh, what? You talk, you talk about that in your show. You talk about that. Yes, you know, I that, do. That feeling of, um, of like thinking your 20s are supposed to be exciting and then taking drugs. My Twitch you has
1: come back. <laughs> I can hear my wife laughing at my Twitch. What kind of a wife laughs at her husband's Twitch? What kind of a person does that?
0: Is this an actual Twitch? I thought you just yes, I've got a fucking actual Twitch. Oh, that's okay. Stop laughing
1: at my Twitch.
0: It's audio recording. Is this being? Is this on air? Uh, We're not live at the moment. No, (sighs) we can edit out your Twitch if you'd like, but we can keep it. They can't see it, can they? No, no, no.
1: I keep looking at him because he reminds me of me, farmer. (laughs) You beautiful farming bastard. But um, you... yes, yes. I mean, it's you know, fuck. We all have our own shit to bear, haven't we? You know, you grew up in a city or whatever. But you know, him and I, we grew up in farms, didn't we? And too much happens on farms.
0: <laughs> That's too, too pregnant to pause much to leave, Tony.
1: Too much happens on farms, and nothing gets said. Am I right? <laughs>
0: You need to observe the farmer's code of silence. You talk in your show, Tony, about this experience of being in your twenties and being on drugs and kind of going, "Oh, this is this is fun," but actually, it's shit and boring. Yes, and uh, and it's interesting because that's one of the moments in your show that it it feels to me like you are an observational comedian, a hidden pardon. What did you just say?
1: (laughs) Would you just fucking call me? You're a fucking asshole over here. Would you just fucking call me? You fucking prick. You're an what awesome I'm going emotional. around noticing stuff, you fucking asshole.
0: You are though, but you say what you have I? a go at people who notice stuff in yes, your show. Yes, I know. But I know. you're noticing stuff, but it's kind of hidden beneath the disjointed and non secretary yeah. nature of the uh, yes. of the work. So it's yes. it's not surrealism. It's not like a Noel Fielding surrealism of there's a you know I. Can't Although even, I have to say about Noel, F- I have to
1: say about Noel Fielding. Have you spent one hour with Noel Fielding in a flat? Um some of the stuff that comes out of it, like he notices the shit out of stuff. Sure. Okay. He's so smart. He's so funny. He's so kind and thoughtful. Like he would be the greatest observational comedian in the history of the world if he
0: chose to do so. Okay. But he does not. Sure.
1: Which is Whereas amazing. you you
0: seem to have a foot in both camps because you are making observations. You're describing the world as you see it. But it's also, it's, it's kind of in such a kind of chopped and changed, topsy-turvy kind of a way.
1: Uh, Do you think?
0: What the fuck did
1: you just say? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, you know, I try and, uh, you know, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to observe the world uh, that I see. Who isn't? It bores the fucking ball bag off me, though. When you go and watch someone in a stadium a mile away going, I uh, did the washing up. So Fuck off! Why is I it- did the
0: washing up as well!
1: <laughs> I don't need to hear you talk about it, you fucking prick!
0: Sorry. Where does that come from? What is it? I mean, I know there's a commercial angle whereby you might feel that like the spirit of stand-up is being ripped off because people are watching someone that's miles away. I'm
1: not that clever. I'm just, I'm not that clever. So
0: what is it that annoys uh, it you just about annoys It just annoys
1: me. It just bores me. I like to entertain him. If I can make that farmer over there laugh, then I'm fucking happy. Whatever it takes to make that farmer laugh, I'll do it. Sure. But without noticing shit. He's already noticed stuff today, haven't you, sir? You woke up today, you looked in the the sink, you noticed something. Then you noticed something in the toilet. You don't need me reminding you of what you've already fucking noticed. What you want is me to go, I'm a magic spider viking.
0: But your magic if spider I'm a magic Vikings, spider then... Viking entertains him, then I've done my job. But your magic spider Vikings notice things. Like you've got a routine in your show at the moment about pooing, right? And you've, yes, got, a sh- you've yes. got a show about pooing uh, yeah, and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you know? How do you know the first time you poo, how do you know that you're about to poo? That's Ooh. an observation, isn't
1: it? Yes, it is, prick. <laughs> I've been outed. <laughs> I'm not who I thought I was. I thought it was me and Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett sitting in a field, picking daisies. Yes, you're quite right. Yes, so I'm trying to do
0: that more now.
1: Okay. And you're right.
0: In which direction are you trying more? Did you, did you I'm mean...
1: trying to be more like mainstream because I've got a family and I want to feed the fuckers. <laughs> Do you hear my wife laugh?
0: (laughs) The very concept of you feeding
1: I do genuinely want to feed my family more food. (laughs)
0: Because they are
1: so skinny and we have such a small flat. It's really tiny and I really want my family to have better stuff. Sure. So I am making a a huge effort to become more mainstream. I really am. Every year I try my hardest to just connect with more people. Sure. But I don't give a fuck about people. Uh, it's nerds like you, you're the people I love. I'm sorry about that. I can't escape from them. That's farmer dude over here. This, these are the people I entertain. Sure. And it's, and it, it's sad. I should, I want to be out there, you know, but I can't. It's just nerds. <laughs> mate, All these mate. people who read books, they go to comedy probably twenty-five times a year. Hmm. Those are the people I'm currently entertaining. And it's my destiny, is to keep uh, being with them. Do you think? But so? But really, what I want is the people who go to comedy once a year. Yeah. To watch a man at the end of a stadium. Those are the guys I want to connect to.
0: It's interesting that I mean, there's, there's surely, there's definitely, there's truth in that, isn't there? Because it's think, all truth. Yeah. Okay. I don't fucking lie. What am I sitting in, here in front of you, lying? A minute ago, you were a spider Viking. I'm just trying to pick out which. Spider are the facts. Vikings
1: are true. He knows it.
0: <laughs> Look at him. He shook his head. Went-
1: yep, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, spider Vikings are out there. You know they are. You've seen a spider Viking, haven't you? Do you know what? I can only see your silhouette. The lights are so bright behind you. I cannot see your face. You just got lovely
0: ears. <laughs> So thank you. I should say, before I go any further, thank you to Kai Humphreys for spotting Tony outside the venue and frog him into the show. It very nearly didn't happen, so thanks to you, Kai, that it did. I'm not going to say much about this one. It's fairly obvious what's going on. Uh, but although it was a pretty scary experience to begin with, and uh, I speak as someone who's worked with Tony on several occasions and really like him, uh, but it was kind of uh, wild initially, I think this developed into something really beautiful. I really did. I... There are a few episodes I find as memorable as this one and from which I think I got so much. I really enjoyed the tussle. It was a bit like the Brendan one, but kind of more more wild. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I really like it. I hope you do too. Let me know your thoughts. You can email me, info at comedianscomedian.com or you can tweet me at comcompod. Uh, I'm running out of ways to thank you for your donations. You're all very kind, and you know you are. Tony talks here about the debt it's possible to incur with repeated trips to Edinburgh, um, and I wish every comic had a group of people as loyal and generous as your being to this show. Thank you. It makes me feel very loved and encouraged. Uh, the PayPal button is at ComCom, com, uh, ComediansComedian.com. If you'd like to put something in my virtual hat... Uh, I'm accepting bitcoins. (laughs) That's not a joke. I can accept bitcoins. Email me if you like for my wallet details. Um, I bought some bitcoins in the street recently uh, from Pete Dobbing. Fascinating experience. Uh, I highly recommend it. Hit the website to donate. Any amount accepted, 5 to 50 or even more if you're feeling mental. Or if you prefer, just share the show with a new listener. Uh, I'll be, in fact, I'll keep being extremely grateful. Uh, Re-listening to this episode has got me all excited. So let's smash straight back into it. This is Tony Law. am i the worst guest you've ever had no this is fine we're good going, this is great don't worry so Who's many of, next? so many of my Who's guests next go uh tomorrow is andrew maxwell <laughs> he'll be phony as folk
1: i read books <laughs> i read fucking books i'm andrew maxwell and i read books the Middle East. I'll sort that fucking shit out. Do to done, keep, it, done tomorrow's show. Do you done. want
0: me to? Uh, do you want me to keep naming and guests? And yeah, yeah. No, okay. The then, other we, then we've got Milton Jones. I don't know who he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so,
1: in character, out of character, I'm actually quite Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jesus. So listen, listen, no, no, listen. Any Christians in, hands up.
0: (laughs) Right, don't come in two days. (laughs) I want to talk about the change in your... The change.
1: That's a great question, isn't it? I want to talk about the change. We all want to talk about the change.
0: (laughs) The change things.
1: Anyway, sorry, the
0: change. I want to talk about the change in your, in your persona that you described from the way you've been doing stand-up since you started to now, because you're very different visually. You really, you've made a change. You talk about Milton Jones. Milton Jones, you know, yes, has he big hair. He goes, he goes, He's at me, I've
1: got mad hair.
0: Uh, he's yeah. almost changing the other direction now. His, his jumpers and hair are becoming more and more sane as he yeah, sort of...
1: I never did mine on purpose. It was all just a, it was a thing. I'll tell you what happened, what? actually, God. Stuart. I'll
0: tell you exactly what fucking happened.
1: My wife and I were so depressed. We were uh, £35,000 in debt, terribly in debt. And I went, I can't do it. I can't do comedy anymore. It's bullshit. I can't do it. I can't afford to go to Edinburgh. And I was so depressed, I just started growing my hair. And I had a quiff. And you take a 1950s quiff and let it grow out. And then you grow a beard. And I was just knocking around the house going, you got to sort it out. This is fucking bullshit. And I just went, I quit. I fucking quit. I can't do comedy anymore. And I phoned Tommy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tommy from the stand. Just on the offhand, I went, um, I can't afford to do Edinburgh Festival. Because as you know, doing all these venues, uh, posters, PR, bullshit, You'll all end up in 20 grand debt. But I phoned Tommy and he went, uh, dear, here's my Irish accent there, Tony. He's not Scottish. Tommy's from fucking Ireland. And Tommy said, uh, and I won't continue on with it, but he... Tommy is from fucking Ireland and he lives in Scotland for fuck's sakes. Anyway, Tommy Shepherd yeah. is an Irish man who lives in fucking Scotland uh-huh. and owns the Stand Comedy Club. Sure. Yes. And so he said to me, um, oh, as luck would have it, I've got two slots for you, Tone. 7.50 at night or noon. <laughs> and I went like a dickhead. Mm, I'm going to go noon. <laughs> so I did. I went noon. Just... No PR, no posters, no nothing. We went noon. First day of the show. But Tommy says this thing. He goes, like, whatever, what if you lose money that week, I'll take it. Like, what? If you lose any money, I'll take it. If you win any money, we'll split it. I'm like, what the fuck? And so the first day, uh, one punter, one, two journalists, two friends, tough gig. A horrible gig, but it built, and word of mouth from that one person (laughs) went around, and it built, and it built, and by the end of the run, we're selling out a 60-seater, and the next year, I thought, well, I'm going to be loyal to Tommy. Of course, next year, sold out a 60-seater, and then we went to the 150, Mm. sold it out, sold it out, sold it out, and that's where we are today, because he said, basically, you can lose all the money you want. Yeah and I'll, I'll I'll take it on board.
0: So the the debt that you were in the 35 grand of debt was, we've that got was it right down from Edinburgh. Yes, that you from ended from up doing it with uh,
1: Avalon. Okay. And um, at the pleasant's and it's not the pleasant's fault, it's Avalon's fault. But it, yes, basically yes. And and
0: so 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 um, we've got it down now. To okay. about, I
1: think it's about 10 or
0: 12 Eight. <laughs> that was, I don't know if that'll come up on the recording. That was That so was. So we've got it down to eight. eight. It's
1: taken us years, you know. But, but also, uh, what's wonderful is we're able to take our children up here mm-hmm. and um, give them a nice... And they love it, I hope. Well, they don't love it. I mean, they hate being taken away from their um, routine. But we try and make it as good as we can. And, you know, and then I go to all the children's shows and I steal all their ideas. <laughs> I literally do. <laughs> Last year's show, I got nominated for the fucking Fosters. All the ideas in that was show were stolen from children's shows. <laughs> I swear to God. I stole them. I don't give a shit. Elephants hang. Oh, what a beautiful show. Oh, my God. That was so, oh my God, it was so emotional, Tony's show. Yeah, because I've been watching kids' shows for fucking four (laughs) years. Sorry. I hope there's no judges in tonight. (laughs) So
0: so at that time, like the the pre-change moment, the time when you were growing your beard and growing your hair and wondering how to think about giving up, depression. So were you... Did you actually? Did you pull any bookings? Did you think, right, that's it? I'm, I'm yes, stopping comedy. Yes, I did. Comedy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I pulled a bunch of bookings, and I wasn't going to do it anymore. And Storm just went, "Well, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I've got some fucking bills to pay, mm. so I had to do some gigs." Yeah, so I had to do. I had to do gigs, and I, but what what was horrible is I had been doing like you know the comedy clubs, like the Comedy Store and Jonglers and all that. And um, I had to play these gigs where I was dying on my fucking hole. Mm. You know, I was just like, fuck off, mate. You know, all that mm. shit.
0: You said, in But it, I had to do it for money. You, uh, you said in a previous show, one of your... Um, <coughs> excuse me, one of your... Uh, Whoa, well, that was a weird one. It was. <laughs> I was in the middle of a question, and uh, I wanted to get the cough out quickly so I could yeah, keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Um you said in one of your previous shows, it was a comment related to Jack Whitehall about how you know, you've got <laughs> different hurdles to get over because and what you said well, was you know, you know, in, in junglers where they hate you, not because you've said anything offensive, they like that, but in places where you've offended their sensibilities. yeah. yeah. So that must have been incredibly hard for you, not only trying to, do, trying to sort of put a square peg in a round hole, trying to stay true to what you wanted to do in an environment not created for that, whilst knowing that you have to do that in order to pay the bills... I mean, that must have been incredibly difficult. <laughs> well, you, yeah, yeah, you know, what he said. So, my question then is how do you, given how. I if, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How, it's, it's look, alcoholism. Okay. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I don't know how you carry on doing that, you know, as. Uh, Yes, that's a very, uh, what you said there. Is well, I, I
0: wanted to ask specifically about the performance of it because I know from a lot of the interviews I've conducted with a lot of comedians struggle with anxiety and depression and alcoholism and a variety of challenges. A lot of them are also very happy and a lot of those who used to suffer are now happy again. Let's just kind of keep that light at the end of the time. Losers. <laughs> But yes. what I wanted to ask is it's specifically with reference to your stuff, which it, when you get the right people in the right room, when you get your nerds that love you and get it, then it, then it can fly. But these people here. Um, but when you're in tougher rooms and you're improvising and it's getting nothing, the question is not, not just how do you keep going in life, but how do you keep going on stage? How do you not pull back and go, oh, fuck it, I'll just do some cock jokes? Money. But rent. We, R- fucking rent. But would... But rent. would but I think I think that a rent. I know. I, I agree. I agree. What I'm asking—that's why you do it—is fucking rent. But what I'm not asking: Why do you do the gigs? I'm asking: Why do you not settle down and do a load of standard, generic bullshit that would work? Ah. Oh. Because right, a lot right, of people yeah, yeah, do yeah, make yeah, that yeah, decision, yeah, don't yeah, yeah, they? They've yeah, got right, their yeah, dreams yeah. and they've got
1: their ideals. Yeah. And then... All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't. <laughs> okay. Because I can't. Because I'm lazy and I'm I'm like that fucking farmer over there. <laughs> Him and being the same way. He's not going to do bullshit he doesn't want to say. He'll do what he wants to do, won't you? You'll just do what you do, and I do... You, you have to. It's the only way you can do it. It is... I can't... You know, I've tried. I've tried to notice stuff. You know, I've tried to do observations. I've tried all of that, and I can't do it, you know. I. It's a good point, good point, but I can't. You know, I... Uh, ah, oh, ah, uh, uh, Muslims, uh. Shut up, Tony. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm just tired of hearing people's opinions about Muslims.
0: You did, uh, you did, you had some Women, fucking hell. You had some material about the, uh, the cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad. Oh yeah, which was years y- ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was your take on that? It was a to- yeah, it was a different yeah. and original. I uh, th- forget that bit. How did it go? The material was. You were saying, um, uh, I've done some. Uh, I've done some drawings of uh, one of the prophets. Which one was it? Uh, not Jesus. Uh, which was the? Was it? Was it, was it Buddha? No, it wasn't, it was one of the other prophets. I did some cartoons oh, yes, as the audience gradually catch me up. Like, I did some uh, I did some some cartoons and I didn't show them to anyone, but wow, they were offensive. And yes, I just used to That's quite good actually.
1: Yeah I'm glad you reminded me of that. <laughs> I may bring that back. That's a good that's a good routine. <laughs> but that but if you, I saw someone do that tonight, I go, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, Tony, you did that. Uh, oh
0: fantastic. I mean, you forget, don't you? Quickly, you write a yeah, new sure. hour every year, a new hour every year. Sure, but my, my, so my question is, that that is arguably some stand-up comedy about Islam or about yes. censorship or what yep, have
1: you. yep, yep, so I'm full of shit, it's basically...
0: No, oh, no, I'm... The- yes, I am a liar.
1: <laughs> Are you guys enjoying this? What kind of show is this? <laughs> you're watching a man have a nervous breakdown and you're okay with that? <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm, I'm serious, not. I seriously am having a nervous breakdown, but it's been taking four years. Four years. And I'm, I'm putting them all into Edinburgh shows. Okay. And they're winning awards. So the longer my mind frays, and I keep breaking down, hopefully I can give my family a fucking uh, somewhere to live. We we do
0: have a place to live. It's a flat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how in control? How out of control are you? How is it? Are you genuinely all the time? I, now you've obviously finished a show. Your two shows, f- two shows. Okay. Oh, you did your show and you did the uh, Richard Harris show. show yeah. 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 Um, and you seem right now this minute like your life is spiraling out of control. You're desperately trying to make money to feed your family. I'm totally
1: um, in control. <laughs> I am. This is all a facade. It is. I'm not see- <laughs> You wouldn't believe how much work goes into make a show look like my show at in the daytime look so out of control. You wouldn't believe how much effort goes into. Tell us that. about the effort. Tell us about well, the work. I'll tell you what happens is we start in about. Uh, I start working on songs in January with my friends who are musicians, and I go and we work on the songs. And then I get my puppet maker to start making my puppets. I go; they need to look like this. And then I go and I, uh, I and I get my image people and we source images. And uh, my wife and I work on the show from January. And uh, every, every day. And then And what is
0: what is that work? What? How do you mean? You work? Well, Are you write? Okay, do you so write together? Do you write in a meets, team with your wife?
1: Well, me and Storm will meet up in the morning, in the in the cafe, and she'll go. Uh, right what are you opening with and i went what do you mean it's always space we open with space now and she goes why space what does space mean and i go what do you mean goes, what does it mean to you well it's it about uh, how terrified i am of the the massive universe she goes well, yeah but why well because i love my children and i don't want to die and she goes, okay but 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 how does that feel to them and then we just—I disc- <laughs> swear to God, this is fascinating. This go is on, a real bunch of bollocks I do on stage, but this is the conversation we have in the morning. Is I am terrified of uh, abandoning my children and you. And then, uh, then we do other bits. Uh, what's the next one? Um, Zephyr. Why are you Zephyr, Lord of the Wind? Well, it's because of my hair. I am Zephyr, Lord of the Wind. Okay, that's great. Why does the audience enjoy that? Well, they enjoy it because it's about the way you, your appearance. And then the next bit is, um, I've got one of them faces, and I do it like a bit about science. Why do you do that? It's because Robin Hintz and Brian Cox do comedy, and it's about that. And then, and then I do another thing about Stalin. Why do you do Stalin? Stalin represents um, Stuart Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys laughed quite heartily at that, but he does. And anyway, that's it. And we go through the whole hour. And um, that's why we've abandoned our children to nursery every day
0: um, is to work on the show every day. And then and at then the th- end of it, you end up with that's how you get an award winning show is that it's got it's, it's been rigorously questioned the whole process. You're not saying anything that's you're not just kind of writing a crazy it, monologue. It and looks doing like, it. Yeah, it looks like an asshole just fucking
1: saying shit out of his face, but it's not. Every single thing has been thought through every single thing. I think about every word out of my mouth. I mean, you know, you riff a bit. You riff a bit, but uh, most of it is all thought through. So yeah, and is sort that of, I feel like I feel like I've ruined the magic. No, you haven't. If anything, you've, you've like, deepened I hope, the I magic. I hope none of you ever come see my show now. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, a, it's, a, it's much more. It's much better, I think, when you just go, "Wow, this is just happening." Sure, uh, but it's not. Yeah, but
0: then equally, you, you know, when you when you watch a guitarist play an amazing solo. You know, do, does it ruin the magic to know that he's spent all day practicing and working yes. his finger work? well, you know, like, well, maybe like, yes, maybe yeah. not. I think it actually makes Pete it a Towns richer... Pete Townsend
1: can't just do the windmill um, <laughs> accidentally. He's practiced that <laughs> shit. You know, Roger Daltrey doesn't spin the, spin the mic uh, first time. He's not just done it that day. He's been practicing it whenever no one's looking. Hasn't he? Absolutely. He's my you, friend,
0: by the way. Has this... Uh, is he your friend?
1: Pardon? What did I say it, it, out loud? <laughs> Let's no, no, I did, I did, I did the gig for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Oh yeah, uh, in uh, Royal Albert Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah. So.
0: So, how did you and Storm arrive at this method of working like that? Is that something you've always done, or is that what were you doing? How were you writing before? When I first. Is saw anybody
1: you- still interested in this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't be set. Sorry, it's just I have such low self-esteem that I can't imagine anyone wants to hear this. But yes, I'll tell you. They totally do. Yeah. Storm said to me uh, not long ago, well, four years ago, when the children were born, I'm tired of this shit, of you just going on and doing bollocks. I'm I'm going to help you. And she wasn't able to work because we had had twins. Mm -hmm. um, And she thought, this is my extra job. I'm going to make this shit work. Um, And instead of um, being a photographer anymore, she just went, let's sort this shit out and so we just that's how it started just you know
0: sort yourself out you fucking dick and presumably Jeez, i swear a lot but presumably, presumably anyway. some of the elements that that are that make up your half of the conversation when you're when you're working with her now were they come from your experience of being on the road of being a, 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 a the comic that you were before like, I've got two very distinct images of you in my mind. I've got the right. clean-shaven fringe having that Mr. Tony, and I've got this Mr. Tony. And that guy, how was he writing, and how was that different to what you were doing with Storm? How are you making oh, that stuff, originally? you're
1: a clever fucker, aren't you?
0: You really are. You sort of nailed it, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who is this fucking guy? He's <laughs> yeah, exactly it. It was just, it was just, it was just a commitment from my wife and me to be committed to each other, like, properly, you know? Mm. Not just being, uh, husband does job, wife does job, meet in middle. We went, let's just be a proper married couple. And then everything changed. Everything, you know? Everything. Fucking dogs don't get walked as much. <laughs> 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 but the kids get hugged. Get the fuck out of here. No, it was basically about you commit to me and I commit to you. Let's commit. Let's keep, Let's be proper, sure. and then we commit. And uh, it, it comes out in the in the comedy, you know. I'll go, hey, I got a bunch of new material. Like, listen to this. And she go, Pfft. she would actually. She would never say that. She'd never say it's shit. She'll go, yeah, it's all right. What does it mean? You know, like that, sure. like yeah. positive. So then you change it, don't you?
0: And does she just don't come to your gigs with you? Often? Oh, all the, time. You yeah, yeah. Okay. all the time. Yeah, all the time.
1: Yes, and poor old Granny, eh? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, she deserves it. (laughs) Well, Granny's very posh and sort of abandoned her children, so I think it's payback time. Wow, I've said way too much time. (laughs) 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 It's like in my family. You know, like, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like. Okay.
0: Well, anyway. Okay. So listen, I, there's going to be, we've got about five minutes left to go, and uh, I'd like to give you the opportunity to ask Tony questions. While you're thinking of them, I just wanted to ask another little... You're great at this. Bro, this thanks, is so, You're so good at this. Thank you.
1: I'm really surprised. <laughs> I thought this was going to be terrible, but do you know what? Talking about yourself is awesome. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Who doesn't like talking about themselves? Even farmers. I bet he wouldn't talk about himself very long. Oh, well, I don't know. I do some vermin.
0: Anyways, yes. So what I wanted to ask about was you outside of the context of the shows you do, where you're in control, you're doing the material that the two of you have prepared and worked on. Where when he- you do something like Nevermind the Buzzcocks, and you have to play, the, your, your kind of character, your persona has to yeah. play with other people on yeah, a panel. Yeah, yeah. Where does that stuff come from? Where does-
1: Oh, no, no, no. no. But, but, um, uh, uh, storm frees me up. It frees it up. Okay. I, oh, oh, I'm only able to do that because um, I'm free on stage finally. Sure. You know, okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not I'm pretending to be anything. Sure. So, and me and Noel go, mouse cat, mouse cat. You know, he chases himself. Mouse
0: cat, mouse cat, he chases himself.
1: We do that because it's just like pure riffing. like
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so, I'm but free. It, so you're, you're, the, that, that work, what we mean is that, that work has got you into a position where you can now just play... It's kind of freeing.
1: Yeah. Do you have any? It's a bit like when Jeremy Clarkson, who I thought I would hate, yeah, um, uh, he didn't know what to make of me. I had all nail polish and crazy hair, and I was oh, you're a horrible right-wing Tory prick. I just looked at me, and I did an airplane noise, and he loved me. And I thought, wow,
0: clowning is the answer. That was the next question I was going to ask. Was what have you ever done any kind of training in clowning or anything? What do you understand by clowning? What, what uh, does that mean no, to you? no,
1: clowning it just means um, uh, making my parents pay attention to me.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's actually yeah, it's actually a really good answer.
1: <laughs> that's why that's why anyone ends up being funny, isn't it? Sure. Because they just want their mom and dad to look
0: to the left
1: or to the right.
0: Lovely. Can we? Um, can Sorry we?
1: about that, It was a bit dour,
0: wasn't No, it? no, no. No, I, I like it very much. Door. Does anyone have any questions for Tony in a couple of minutes before we wrap up? Yeah, over there, hello. <coughs> did you ever have a recovery, like a safety bit, so in jonglers or commercial clubs gigs you could recover? No. I fucking should have, bro.
1: I really should have, man. And I, you know, I thought I did, but uh, it wasn't. It's like my monkey farming bit. That's not going to save it, man. Yeah, so I did like in my head have save, saving bits, but not like what they wanted. Sure. Those I mean, I, I think racist, i probably this rapey, fucking horrible pricks. Sorry, did I say that all out loud? <laughs> but they're just so, yeah, it's all like something ends up with sex and a woman's a victim. But um, so no, one of your... I did not have any of those.
0: I think one of your, having seen you in a few commercial clubs years ago, I think one of your uh, things where you would do the bit about running up to someone and shouting, Margaret. Like, oh, your, yes. your, your things were like, here's a thing you can do. Yeah, Like, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah, that, that was your, your kind of emergency material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. Was kind of Margaret! A, Margaret! How did it go? Oh, God. Um, you had to. <laughs> you have to it's just, it was framed as, here's a thing you could do, which is great because you can yeah. just say it out of nowhere if a gig's tanking. Yeah. Here's the thing you could do: run up to someone. What was it? You would run up to someone tomorrow, anyone, could be a kid, and shout, Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. I can't remember the punchline. I know, I know. I know there was the a end?
1: punchline in there. <laughs>
0: Look but it up on YouTube, the run-up. or buy it from Go Faster Stripe, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Uh, I no, don't it's probably not point. on
1: there. Actually, um,
0: we've probably got time for one more question. There's one over here. You must have had weird
1: gigs. This is. Oh, it depends what. It depends how you define weird. You know, weird as in weird good, or weird bad. You know, like your gig like yesterday was fucking weird. In uh, what? What's it called? It's called this is your trial. This is uh, is Dave
0: Allison in the audience from This Is Your Trial, which is... Dave uh,
1: Allison, who's got a lady's name for his
0: surname. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is a a concept show available for stag parties and probably TV at some point where you... It was the weird gig. I got
1: Bob Slayer on one side, Barry Fern on another. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was a weird gig. Weird gigs, depends what you call weird. I mean, I think most festival gigs are weird. Not Edinburgh Festival, but like uh, rock festival gigs are always weird. Totally unpredictable. There's always an intent. You're way too high up, and they're all way too high, and they should not have a comedy tent because there's music next door. I'd say all music festivals are the weirdest gigs. Okay, sorry I couldn't be more entertaining on
0: that. Yeah, how do you cope? How do you Ah. cope with odd situations? Do you turn up your What is it with you people?
1: (laughs) Who are you guys? Um, yes, you, you, you hit it head on. Like in Melbourne, the reason I, my, my act always used to be just surreal and sort of quite quiet. and Go like this. I do history and blah, 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 But I started doing shouting and bringing in another element to my gigs. Like that, you know, and then bring it down and bring it up and bring it down like the who? Big, small, big, you are, you know, bow, 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 like, just like that, uh, was because in Melbourne, I was introduced um, on after the most famous act in all of Australia. You would not even know them, the, the Something Brothers. Who uh, gives a
0: shit? Don't know which one you mean. But they're oh, the, um, the Umbilical Brothers. Isn't yes. It? Yeah, okay. So
1: 500 people are going, oh, a fucking Umbilical Brothers coming on, my, fucking brilliant. I'm going, why am I on after them? Why is this happening? Uh yeah, they gotta take down the stage rig. Well, I don't know what that means. But they had I had to go on after them. And I was backstage and Sean Locke of all people um just came on and he went, What the fuck are you doing? You what are you putting him on after them? What's the matter with you? I'm not putting Phil Collins on after fucking Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Samari, so you fucking assholes, and he was really cross. He was genuinely cross, but they wouldn't change. And I was going, "Why? Why? I was just a, you know, I was a scumbag, and they was sorry mate, sorry mate, sorry, sorry, sorry mate. They went on, Whoa! the funniest thing Australia's ever seen in their lives," and I thought, "I can't go on and just do monkey talk," but I found a white boiler suit backstage and a baseball cap, and I put that on, and I just came out and started shouting, Hey, anybody see my wood chipper?" And I just... And that's Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. Margaret! That bit with I can't remember. So I just shouted my way through it and acted like a lunatic, and uh, actually did all right. It was really funny. Um, uh, Sean Lock, at the end of it, though, going up... The umbilical brother come up and go, ah, oh, sorry about that, mate. And I went, well, you were fucking shit at him anyway, you fucking <laughs> cunt He I, is uh, adorable, that
0: man. And an asshole. <laughs> um, I, uh, I want to, we've, we've got to wrap up now. That's really all we've got time Thank for. Thank fuck just, for
1: that. I'm thirsty. I
0: just, uh, <laughs>
1: who's thirsty?
0: Yeah, farmers <laughs> the are. Farmer, yeah me at the bar bro i just wanted to finish and this this is i don't really know what the question is here but there's a thing you did when you were really kind of Um, There's an expression in clowning, which is to be in the shit, like it's a goalie expression or someone like Dr. Brown would use it, where you get yourself in difficulty and you don't know what's going to happen next. And Ah. they know that you don't know what's going to happen next and you have to find something. And there was a moment in one of your previous shows where it was the elephant ending of the show Um. and you'd get really big and expressive and ludicrous. It'd be going on for ages and then it would draw to a sort of natural close and then you'd say, you'd think that's a perfect place to end the show. (laughs) But I think there's more in it, and I, do, I don't know what the question is. But is that something you go towards? Is that t- like yes. to make that to, uh, to instigate something?
1: I always go towards that place, and I do that in my current show even more. Yeah, it'll make you. It'll actually faint. <laughs> you come to my new show, you will faint. You'll go, oh, oh, god, I feel sick. Why is he doing it too much? But it's because of Storm, my wife. She just says, hold. Hold. <laughs> Hold? And I go, but Storm, there's no laughs. They haven't heard me talking. They don't want to hear you talking anymore. What are you talking about? They've heard your fucking voice for 45 minutes. Ten minutes of you holding won't hurt them. And I go, no, please, I need to say something. I need to break the silence. Don't you open your mouth. <laughs> and she's right. This is magical. One. Just shut your mouth. She goes, shut your mouth. And you have to actually literally shut your mouth. And it makes it magical, isn't it? You know, your ideas don't have to be... Blah, 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 blah. They can also be just seen, you know. So anyways, yes. Oh, you, you're going to actually feel sick in your gut this year. If you see this show with, a, with all, the, all the ting going on and ting. Because it makes you feel... She does. Hold. Hold
0: hold, attack. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got time for. Please thank Mr. Tony Law. So that was Tony. What can I say? I mean, it was all there, wasn't it? What an exciting interview. And some really raw, honest stuff came out there. I should probably start... Serving drinks to people before I uh, before I interview them. genuinely. it's probably an idea for a podcast. There, in fact, what there probably is there is an idea for a podcast that about 400 American comedians are already doing. Um, so, thank you to Tony. I really, really appreciate that interview. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen, but what did happen was certainly very exciting. Uh, and I should have said before as well: um, the edited highlights of that video are available. as a little 10 minute video. Uh, On uh, YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash comcompod, then you can, uh, there's a little shareable video there that if you've enjoyed it, uh, if you've enjoyed that show and you're happy to share it with people, I'd really appreciate that. I think you're probably going to want to see it anyway, even if you've just listened to it yourself, um, because it's great fun and, it, you know, it's even more uh, exciting when, when you've got the visual bit as well. So share that around the place. Have a look at that if you like. Um, you know I like to recommend stuff uh, at this in this in the closing moments of the show um, via audible.co.uk slash cc um there's nothing on there i don't think uh that tony's released as yet this is obviously the audiobook so you you can definitely buy his DVDs, and uh, I recommend you do that. I think you can do that via go faster stripe um so have a suss of those because it's it's fascinating watching the development of i mean we talked we touched on it briefly there the development of the the smarter slicker tony into this kind of chaotic version of his uh, his performing self and um, so have a look at those um but if you'd like to go to audible.co.uk slash cc and um, then what i'm recommending this time i'm sort of quite in the habit if I, if I don't if i don't want to recommend someone's actual stuff forgive me if i'm not actually able to recommend someone's uh my guest's stuff on audible um why not recommend something i've enjoyed that chews up some uh road miles for you and this it's it's a curveball i bloody love world war z um, that's the, and I'm going to call it Z because that's its title. It's American, um, because uh, it's just unbelievable. There's nothing to do with the. Well, it's the basis for the Brad Pitt movie, which I enjoyed anyway. But if you've never seen World War Z, if you've never read it, uh, or even if you have read it, man, it's got a huge cast of uh, actors telling this kind of reportage, futuristic, post-apocalyptic description of uh, what the world is like now after the zombies attacked. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of zombies. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm slightly ashamed to admit it. Um, Henry Rollins is one of the voices playing T-Shaw on someone. Can't remember who, but I listened to it a couple of years ago and uh, it's always just stuck in my mind as something that I would actively look forward to drives so I could hear the next bit. So if you're a comic or a, a long distance driver or you work somewhere where you've got the opportunity to listen to stuff, Get yourself to audible.co.uk slash cc, get hold of World War Z. I think it's something like 14 hours. Don't quote me, but it's massive. Really, really good fun. Thanks to everyone. Thanks to Tony. Thanks to Pete Jones and James Lowey for video and sound, respectively. Thanks to BLC for tweeting. Thanks to Nathan Wood, who co-produced this episode. Toby Rose and Graham Crockford for their technical support. Pete Dobbing for Bitcoins. And uh, thanks to James and Ant at SoTV, who uh, produced the Edinburgh run. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. I'm going to take... I don't know if I'm going to take a break, but I'm not going to guarantee you the next episode is out next week because we've powered through a bunch of these and I might need to get my breath back. Do email me, info at comedianscomedian.com. Tweet me at ComComPod. Let me know what you think of the videos, whether you're managing to share them. You know, I don't want to put this on you. It's on me, isn't it, to promote it. But if you like it, I'd appreciate it. If you chuck them around the place, let me know. Maybe it's not worth doing. Maybe it is. Get in touch. Who knows on who's next time. I've still got a bunch of great ones. My God, what have I? I haven't released Tim Vine yet, have I? Or Ed Byrne. Max and Ivan were lovely. David O'Doherty. Jesus, the last one we did. Yeah, there's a lot more good stuff to come. So don't panic. Um, Plus... Uh, Obviously, new ones with uh, Jerry Christmas and another super secret guest coming up soon. I'm sort of rambling now. That's all. I'll speak to you soon.